0: Good morning, everyone. John, would you like to move over? Can you see all right? Yeah. Okay. Good morning to everyone in the Zoom realm. Uh, It's nice to be together. It's always nice. It's always nice for me. I can only speak for me, but it's always nice when we get a chance to sit together and to turn the wheel of the Dharma, whether in Sazen or in words. So those of you who are regular attendees, uh, probably, noticed a change this morning in, in service. A, a name was missing from our, our well-being ceremony. Um, the venerable Thich Han passed away yesterday at the age of 95. Um, one of the giants, one of the giants um, in 20th century 21st century, early 21st century Buddhism. Um, I did not realize until yesterday that he is the person who coined the term mindfulness. Uh, He was um, a very um, influential figure. Uh, in Buddhism, and particularly um, a lot of Western Buddhists had a lot of resonance with him. <clears throat> Dr. King nominated him for a Nobel Peace Prize in 1967 for his peace work. Um, after all, he was persona non grata in, in Vietnam. And lived in Plum Village for a, a number of years, where he had a monastery, and he actually had places all over the world. Um, and uh, he was very influential at San Francisco's Zen Center. Um, after the difficulties at San Francisco's Zen Center, in uh, I think your phone, I think your phone is on. Oh, yes. oh. I think it's in your pocket. No. Huh, okay. That's my, it's, it's not your. Oh, yeah, you Bluetooth. Yeah, well, Wow. I get I phone's good, I, wow. I apologize. I no, 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 this, never this never is, gone. this is my error. I, I'm just... It doesn't ring there, I guess. <sighs> Kind of, uh, that's amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I shows you what a luddite I am that I don't know these things exist. Mm-hmm. A Bluetooth hearing aid. Um, wow, my apologies, Joe <laughs> <laughs> um, So uh, uh, the venerable Techno Hanh was very influential with San Francisco' Zen Center um, after the difficulties in 1983. Uh, He went to Tassajara, spent some time in Tassajara and um, uh, just listened a lot to students. And uh, I think it was during a practice period because um, his recommendations, the two recommendations I heard that he made was uh, to smile a little more and to get a little more rest. So which makes me think it must have been practice period because, you know, you're up at 3.50 in the morning during practice period. Um, And um, in in 2014, he had uh, a severe brain hemorrhage. And he um, in 2014, 2013, he he, uh, visited City Center for the last time. And uh, he spent some time at uh, UCSF Hospital, which is not too far from City Center in San Francisco. And he returned in, to Vietnam and he was allowed to return to Vietnam in 2018 to live out the rest of his days. So we will have a, a memorial service upcoming for the Venerable Thich Nga, huh? uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll let folks know when that is. So there's a um, um, there's a, a piece of wood outside the entrance to the zendo, the Tassahara, and it has some writing on it. And the, and a lot of zendos, a lot of meditation halls. Have this han, this block of wood, and there's writing on it. And the writing usually says something along the lines of, "You know, great is the matter of birth and death. Um, awaken now! Don't waste this life." Uh, and the han is the there's the, the block, and then there's a mallet that. Um, is used to strike the hand to call the monks, the practitioners to the the hall when it's time to sit. So the the venerable Thich Nhat Hanh's passing helps remind us that we are practicing with the matter of birth and death. We're living with the matter of birth and death. It's often said that um, it is the great matter. a famous American author in our our circles. When he was practicing at at Tassajara, he was very young. He was practicing with Suzuki Roshi. And Suzuki Roshi had just finished giving a lecture, and the students said, uh, Suzuki Roshi asked for any questions. And David Chadwick raised his hand and said, Roshi, I've been listening to your talks for a long time. And I love listening to your talks, but I I don't get a lot of your talks could you just boil down the Buddha's teachings for me in just, a, in just a few words? And everybody left except Suzuki Roshi. And Suzuki Roshi was quiet for a few minutes. And then he said, everything changes. This impermanence is really at the core of our teaching, of our practice, you know, know, the Buddhist teachings. Because at its its root, it's our relationship to this impermanence that causes us so much suffering. The suffering is usually around having some fixed idea of who we think we are or how we think things should be. Everything changes. If we're really lucky then even even our notion of who we think we are changes. If we're really receptive to it. The funny thing about impermanence is that it doesn't really care whether you believe in it. It really doesn't even matter what our opinions are about it. Because the only thing that's permanent is impermanence. Things are always changing, always changing. All we have to do is look at science to to point that out to us. Our Our notions of the world around us are in constant change much to the chagrin of many. So our mission, should we choose to accept it, is to live our life, is to awaken to our life. to completely live it. And this is one of the teachings of Thich Nhat Hanh. It's one of the teachings of the Buddha. Wake up, to wake up. That's why each strike of the, the mallet on the Hanh says, wake up, you awake now. The bird singing says, wake up, wake up Kalam. Don't fool, don't fool yourself. And another story about Suzuki Roshi, it was their first practice period, and they were trying to figure out how they were going to do this crazy monastic thing in the U.S. Tassahara is the first um, uh, Buddhist monastery in the West. So kind of feel for Suzuki Roshi because he was kind of a country priest, you know, suddenly leading this huge endeavor in the West. And it it had always been his aspiration to come to the U.S and teach because he thought we would get it he thought we would understand so um everyone was was there uh must have been a meeting of some kind talking about the guidelines talking about what rules they were going to follow and one student said to Suzuki Roshi, Roshi, um, how should I spend my spare time? And Suzuki Roshi said, spare time? And then began laughing. This notion of spare time implies that there's something extra. There's something extra in our time, right? There's somehow like free time. Isn't it interesting that we have these words? All there is is time. All we have is this moment. And this moment and this moment, which are all the same moment. This moment is the same moment that the Buddha lived in, that the dinosaurs ran around in. There's just this moment. There's nothing outside of this moment. There's nothing outside of this moment for it to be free or uh, to have a shortage of time. We just have this time. It's really amazing that we have this time. Some of us when we reflect on our lives, our lives that we've led prior to practice. I think, wow, I'm really lucky to be here at all. I'm lucky to be alive at all. I don't know how I, I don't know how I made it this far. There was one person said, We spend the first half of of our lives trying to destroy it and the second half, trying to save it. So our life is our life. There's nothing extra. There's nothing special about our life. Our life is just our life. We either meet it or we don't. It's happening regardless. So why not show up? Why not say yes? Why not come back to the breath? Why not smile? Why not get a little more rest? Why not love and love those around us? It's often, it's not until a figure like Thich or Desmond Tutu passes that we kind of get a little jolt and say, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm part of this, I'm part of this world. How can I live to the very best of my ability? How can I best clean up my messes? How can I best make amends to express gratitude? These opportunities arise every nanosecond. There's no shortage of opportunities to say thank you or I'm sorry. Say I love you. This is. Um, uh, we have to recognize that impermanence is not a, a sword held over our head. Right. Uh, Impermanence is an invitation. It's not something to bum us out. Over and over, it's an opportunity. Oh yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm going to to live my life to the very best that I can to help transmit the teachings. to do no harm. Even if we just do no harm, that goes a long way. I, myself, am very grateful for the teachings of Thaknatham for his kindness and generosity his softness zen has kind of a hard edge like people running around yelling and hitting each other and doing all sorts of stuff it's it's important to, to recognize you know we are all flesh and bone we bruise as as robert falken said um, Sticks and sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can kill me. You know. We take good care of each other in this way. Take good care of ourselves. Each other is ourselves too. To save all beings, includes you. We never ever say. I vow to save all, the, all other beings. I, too, am included in this precious life. So, thank you, Techna, and thank you all very much. Um, if you have any questions or comments, um, I um, am receptive to hearing what you have to say.